Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos, um, a program that's designed to help disabled people swap ideas about the stuff they use to overcome the various challenges that their impairments throw in their way. And delighted today to have with me Jamie the Lion or J Jamie the Lion Tamer as he's sometimes known. I met Jamie many years ago now um, in some work I was doing with him. And I'm really pleased to have him with us today because he's got a very unusual take on all sorts of things. And I think they may be of interest to you. So welcome, Jamie. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm a good. little bit cold. You're a bit cold. Italy, but I'll be all right. I believe you've had some plumbing problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not personally. Um, <laughs> uh, but my, um, my my heating is slightly on the fritz and I'm waiting for the plumber to arrive. So. Right. That's gonna that's gonna keep me nice and um, on my toes today. Right. Um, I suppose the first question, Jamie, then is, um, what uh, what's your condition? What is the impairment issue that you're managing that you're dealing with? Um, I'm autistic. Right. Um, so the way that affects me is it actually really affects me in a number of different ways. Uh, one of the ways is, I'd say is that it, um, it I have a, I have quite a limited energy every day. Mm-hmm. So whereas Many people might, you know, have a lot of energy. I, I tend to have very little. So I'd say that compared to some of my friends, I have about a quarter of the energy they do every day. Um, another way that it affects me is my communication, uh, which is that my speech is kind of really unreliable. Um, and I can often go very long periods, you know, a year to 18 months with very little or no speech at all. Right. Especially if my environment is very unstructured. So lots of things in the environment will uh, disable me. So things like uh, loud things, bright things, busy things. Um, I need a lot of structure in order to navigate the day uh, and make the most of my energy. Right. And and you work as what? You've got quite a complex job. And what's your job? Uh, I'm a senior research engineer. Um, oh. And I focus on digital accessibility. Right. And on top of that, I know that you do a fair bit of um, public speaking and presenting at various things on these kinds of topics. Yeah, I um, I also host a podcast, um, a BBC podcast called 1800 Seconds on Autism, with mm-hmm. a wonderful lady called Robin Stewart, where we talk about autistic life. Um, and I do a lot of public speaking around digital accessibility, in particular cognitive accessibility, so how to build things to work for autistic people, uh, people with ADHD and dyslexic people, that sort of thing. So, okay, well, that's 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 kind of positioned you very nicely. So let's now look at the... Uh, we'll try and get one, two or three things. But when we spoke or when I wrote to you about this podcast, my question was, what are the things you use that really help you manage your way through whatever your condition chucks at you? Um, so what would be the first thing that you would say is 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 hugely important in that area but i think one of the key things for me as i said at the start is is that my communication can be quite unreliable um now putting aside for a moment the irony that we're having a phone call and that i spend a lot of my life talking to three or four hundred people at a time in a presentation um i actually find in-person one-to-one care very tricky um especially if there's any pressure or noise so, for example, ordering food in a cafe is something that I find exceptionally difficult, um, and then my words don't flow. So, well, since I was a teenager, I've been using uh, uh, AAC, so 
So um, assisted and authentic communication tool, uh, which for me is a, an application on my phone where I can type in what I want to say and then show it to someone or hit a button and have it read. Now, I, I have this on my phone and my iPad, um, but also on my watch. And um, when I'm out and about on my own, it's probably my primary communication. Um, I think I communicate with more people using assistive tools than I do using my speech. It's actually um, speech in my home when I'm doing something. I find really difficult. If, if someone's helping me cook, I'm going to be so focused on the cooking that I'm going to have very little attention left to do speech. So that's where assistive communication comes in really useful. Right. And and obviously with the phone and your watch and so on, iPads, it's all portable. So wherever you are, you've got it mm-hmm. with you. And you called it, um, what was the name of the, the app? The app that I, I use is Proloquo Text, um, which is actually the same app as used by the Lost Voice, Voice, Lost Voice Guy comedian. Oh, yes. Um, so it's a, it's a surprisingly small world sometimes. <laughs> and um, that's what I use. Um, so I have support in the evening. And I'm, I'm very rarely verbal with the support people. Um, perhaps ironically, the more important the communication is, the harder I find it. Right. So recording a podcast where I'm talking into my phone in my in my office and it has no impact on my life, my, my words flow very easily. Um, but if I'm very tired or if it's in the evening and there's somebody in my home supporting me with something, I, I tend to find words a lot more difficult. Um, so being able to type into my phone is really useful. Um, we also use um, kind of pre-recorded messages. So sometimes I might find it easier to record a sound file on my phone asking for something mm-hmm. um, and then send it to someone or give the recorder to someone rather than saying the same thing verbally, uh, you know, on demand. Yes. At that time. Yes. So, okay, well, that's, 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 that's very interesting. And then we'll, we'll make sure that all the things that uh, – Jamie mentions on this podcast is on the show notes so people can have a look at these things for themselves. So, yeah. AAC is kind of amazing because communication is kind of like the lubricant of autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to communicate the decisions that I want to make are kind of the foundation of me having autonomy and then taking the autonomy, the decision-making, and turning it into independence, e.g. The, the, the actual thing getting done. So until I had access to alternative communication, I didn't really have much autonomy in my life because I found it so hard to communicate. Yeah. Um, I, some, some people say to me that it's a bit weird that I use AAC when I can be verbal. And what I say to people is that having access all of the time to assistive communication means that I'm never worried about whether or not I'll be able to communicate, which in turn makes it a lot easier for me to go outside take part in the community go to the cafe that sort of thing is it i suppose what's coming over is that it's it sounds as if it's the sort of thing that um someone from a different country who doesn't speak the language might use although it's not an interpreter in that sense but it would be in some ways it's taking over from the speaker isn't it so but but in your case what you're doing is obviously you're right when you talk about having um pre-programmed messages is that like macros where you can just press something and it comes out with the words yeah precisely that so yeah. for example i have a pre-programmed message that says hi my name is jamie i'm autistic um i need help please can you contact one of my friends right. um 
and that means if I get into town, because I'm, I'm very sensitive to noise, a, a classic example. Um, a few years ago, we were at Centre Park, just gone bowling, and I was very tired. Um, and unknown to us, on the floor above us was a big silver band because it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, at the point where the silver band started making all of their music, um, I lost the ability to communicate because I had no energy left and the noise was overwhelming. Um, and I effectively dived under the table with my hands over my ears. Um, I was able to use my phone to communicate to someone mm-hmm. um, that my friend was nearby. My friend was in a nearby shop and they went to get them. Um, so that, 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 ability to, that ability to communicate when things go wrong is really useful. Um, in, a similar, in a similar vein, I also have my standard cafe order saved to my phone so I can click one button and bring it up, uh, whatever cost the cafe I'm on in the world. In fact, when I was in the US, um, I was able to order exactly the same, pretty much exactly the same as what I have at home. And they ordered that via my phone as well. This sounds this sounds very useful. So that's number one. That's number one in the list. Now I, I think we ought to at least reveal, not that this is necessarily your number two, but we need to reveal for those who don't know you that Jamie, when I meet Jamie and when everybody usually meets Jamie, he's either got in front of him or with him uh, a, a, a lion, a pet. Well, I call it a pet. It's not a pet lion because that would terrify the life out of people, but it's a, a yeah, soft, that, that a soft be... cuddly lion. Um, yeah, he's a um, and he and, and he's, if he's not visible, he's in your rucksack or somewhere close by. Yeah, yeah, he's always with me. He never leaves my side. And he is um, as he is also really important to you in terms of communication. Without him, mm-hmm. you uh, and that's how you um, certainly that's what you put across to me when we met. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, lion is um, lion is many things, but he he is he's essential to how I interact with the world. He, he's the buffer, if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, and he's he's also very stable and consistent, and. Um, He's very expressive as well, and, and sometimes when I'm having trouble communicating verbally, uh, people can see what's going on by what Lion's doing. You know, he'll right. he'll wave a paw in front of his nose if something is smelly, or he's got <laughs> various expressions for you know if he's happy or upset or annoyed. Yep. Um, and something else that we found that's kind of weird. I always forget things, but if you tell the Lion to remind me of something, that quite often works. Um, we're not sure how it works, but it works, so we're not worrying about it too We much. don't care how it works, as long as it works, do we? <laughs> yeah. So He's also he's also great because he works a little bit like a white cane. Like a white and, cane, uh, yeah. Yeah, because my impairment is hidden, yeah. um, a lot of people wouldn't notice until they start communicating with me, uh, especially if I'm on a day where I'm quite spaced out. If I'm quite spaced out, people can pick up on that very quickly. But having lion indicates to people that there's something going on, mm. rather than people assuming that I'm being rude or malicious. So he he is good in that he externalises an internal difference. Yeah. Um. But he also tends to get extra snacks on aircraft if he you know waves at the aircrew and and just <laughs> generally does like a cute face. So what would be the second kind of gadgety appy thing? We've got the AHC thing. What would be? Is there a second thing that you really rely on aside from Lion, of course? There is. Um, so I can think of a couple more things. But I think the second one I'm going to go for is a hardware device, um, and it's a little bit boring. But it's, I've got an Apple Watch. Yep. And the Apple Watch is probably the single 
most impactful device I've ever owned because it takes a bunch of things that I need day to day, like my assistive communication, um, access to location, access to emergency help, and it literally straps it to me so I can't lose it. Yes. Um, and whilst it's, it's really weird, there's no one thing it does that I can't do another way, mm-hmm. but having it with me and having it always available um, without having to think about it is really valuable. So uh, if I'm in an emergency and I double press the button on the side of my watch, it brings up my medical ID and my medical ID reads, Jamie is autistic. He may not be verbal. Do not separate from the toy lion. Right. Um, so I have a medic ID that, that has all of my information on and contact details from my friends. Um, it's got full detection. So one of the ways that being autistic affects me um, is that when I'm very tired, I really struggle with movement. So I become very unstable and I, I fall over a lot. Right. Now, of course, if I'm living alone um, and I'm entering and exiting the shower, being able to be confident that if I fall, somebody finds out about it, it is really useful. It, it, again, enables me to have more autonomy and require less support, um, which is, of course, also saves me quite a lot of money. Yes. And that that's that's very interesting. Yes. So the fall um, device is where I'm, I'm that that was that that kind of developed, wasn't it, for people maybe who became ill in relation, say, heart or fainted mm-hmm. or something of that sort. Or uh, I've met one or two folk who have epilepsy who use it in a slightly mm-hmm. similar way to you, but not quite the same way. So the Apple Watch really, really matters. And and I think the point you made that's interesting is that you can't be separated from it in a sense. You're wearing it all the time. Yeah. Do you wear it at night? Um, that, do you take it off when you're asleep or do you keep it on at all times? It depends. Um, so interestingly, I'm still just about starting to do nights home alone. Oh, yeah. um, which has been a real struggle for me. And yeah, when I'm doing nights home alone, I, I wear my Apple Watch to bed. Um, right. One of the things that's really interesting about the Apple Watch as well is that it's collecting data. And um, sometimes when I can't communicate, I can't communicate the impact of something on me in a way that other people can necessarily emphasize with. Mm-hmm. Emphasize with. So a great example of this is I had a new carer and the carer was coming in the evening. And I was saying to my friends who me to arrange my support, look, this isn't working. I feel really bad when she's here. And I feel like I've run a marathon the following day. And they said, oh, just, you know, try a few more nights, try a few more nights. And then a, 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 a few days later, my friend had a small fire in his kitchen whilst I was there. And we were like, oh, that was kind of scary, you know. God, that hadn't put that out very quickly. And I was like, oh, yeah, my watch says my heart rate was like 140 beats a minute. Wow, that's a lot. And then I went, oh, yeah, when that new carer did it, my heart rate's 140 beats a minute for nine hours. Oh, God. Yeah. And suddenly the data told the story. And my friends were like, okay, we can see now what, you know, we can now understand the impact it's having on you. So that ability to collect data about my body mm-hmm. helps me to communicate to others what's going on in my life. Yes. Um, and also helps us to debug and understand what's happening in my environment to disable me. What about number three? What's the I think number thing? three, uh, it, you know what, it's a toss-up between two different things. So what if I mention both of them very shortly? It's a bit like Desert Island Discs, isn't it? You can only have yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be lenient with you. You can have them both as long as they're quick. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll be quick. So my third thing is going to be my smart light. 
So I have a set of Philips Hue smart lights. Yeah. Um, and the smart lights are great and the app is great. But my favorite thing is actually the light switch. So um, around my flat, uh, so being able to control my environment, especially the lighting of my environment, is really key. Yeah. Light is one of the things I find overwhelming. Um, so just having smart lights so I can turn the lights on and off from my bed is very useful. Um, having them controlled from an app on my phone is very useful. However, when I'm spaced out or when I'm very tired, I really struggle with dexterity in my fingers. So I get to a point where I can't use the app because I can't move, move my fingers well enough. Mm-hmm. And um, Philips make these little smart light control lights that are about 20 pounds, and they just stick to the wall. Yeah. Um, and I end up dotting them all over my flat. So if we take, for example, my bedroom, uh, each, every time you press the button, it moves between a preset theme, and the button's are really big. Mm-hmm. And um, all, I've got I've got one by the front of my room by the door, and it swaps between like whole room settings, so bright, medium, dark, resting. But then I have another light switch taped to the inside of my bed, mm-hmm. and that's all of my bed presets on it. So I can go onto the when I get into bed, I can press the button and have it get into nighttime mode. Um, and I've got three different choices for nighttime mode, whether I'm reading in bed, whether I'm looking to sleep. Um, we also refer to it as my monster light, which is, you know, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I need a light immediately, I've got, I've got one right next to me. Right. Um, and it, it, it defaults to coming on at quite high brightness. Um, so this ability to control light in a context-dependent way is, yep. is really powerful. They, you can also change all the colours? Yeah, yep. well, I've got color control in my bedroom and brightness control in all the other rooms. Right, okay. Um, so I'm using just the most of the lights around. Every single light bulb in my flat is a smart light, uh, but most of them are the cheaper single color ones. But in right. my bedroom, they're full color. Right. Um, I can also sync them up with music and stuff like that and turn it into a sensory room. Which right. Is really cool. uh, perhaps the most important light switch in my flat is on the back of my front door. So <laughs> uh, when I leave the flat, I follow a leaving the flat checklist. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly to make sure that I've done things like I'm just put my shoes on and I've got my, my keys with me and stuff like that. And um, underneath the checklist is a master light switch. And if I turn that light switch off, it turns off all of the lights in all of my flats without me having to remember to you know, turn them off in individual rooms. Right. Um, and when I get home, I can simply reach to the back of the front door and press the master light switch to turn all of the lights on. I find that really useful as well. Right, so... We've got um, a communication aid, AAC. We've, of course, always got the lion who gets uh, mm-hmm. honourable mentions in dispatches. Oh, um, We've got the the light bulbs and we've got the the Apple Watch, which um, does a number of things for you. So those are the tops. Yeah. Well, Jamie... Can I give you a four? You, uh, a no. Four. <laughs> Why is it everybody does this to me? I say three and they always end up going for four. One more and then I'm going to... I'm going okay. to be very strict after that. Go on. Okay. Okay. I shall obey the format. The fourth one is the Nest Protect Smoke Alarm. Oh, okay. Um, so the reason why that's amazing for me is, is three things. Uh, the first is, as I said, I'm really audio sensitive. So the first thing that happens after a fire is the fire alarms go beep, 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 beep. Yes. Well, they're going to stop me from being able to leave the flat because I'm not going to be able to move because of the noise. Right. So... Having smoke alarms that are quieter and that speak to me and say, Jamie, there is smoke building in the kitchen, you know, is very useful. 
And that uh, was the second thing, Nest, was it? Did you say Nest? Yeah, Nest Protect. Yeah, N-E-S-T. Yeah. Yep. N-E-S-T. Yeah. Um, so, so I've got a few of them. The second useful thing they do is if there is a fire, uh, they light up green in the direction of the nearest safe exit. Right. So a little bit like airplane lights. If there is a fire in my flat, the, the I can look straight up and it will direct me to the, the safe route out of my flat away from where the fire is. Which is kind of really cool. That's very. Uh, the third, the third thing it does is it tells my friends and my carers. So if, if, if the fire alarm goes off in my flat for any reason, uh, the carers I have and my friends they all get a little notification going. You know, the fire alarms have gone off in Jamie's flat, um, and then they can contact me via Telegram or WhatsApp or whatever to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or of course, if they don't get a response, they can head across and see what's see what's happening. Yes. Um, so that's also a. A really cool piece of technology that has been really useful. Luckily, I haven't had any um, house fires yet. Um, we're not, if I we're did, not recommending you do just to see how good this stuff is, are we? Yeah. <laughs> well, on that happy note, I am now going to draw this conversation to an uh, to a close. Okay. But, um, it's been great chatting. Phil. It's been really good talking to you too, Jamie. I've 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 missed it. We haven't done this for a long time. We should not leave it so long next time. But we'll yeah, make sure that the listener gets all of the information that you've very kindly shared with them. To, to And I'm sure that some of the stuff you've talked about is going to be really useful to other people. So thank you very much for your time. And, um, and good luck with the rest of your day. Thank you very much.